Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast. Join Corbin and Alan, along with guest hosts, as they bring their love for the cinema to discuss films from every genre and decade. Learn about the history of the film, little-known facts, and insightful explorations while they enjoy discussing your favorite film. The curtain is rising and your podcast is starting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your guide to the silver screen. Hi, this is your host, Corbin, your guide for Christopher Nolan's film Interstellar, which was released Wednesday, November 5th, 2014. 2014 was a big year for cinema. The top films were The Grand Budapest Hotel, Whiplash, Guardians of the Galaxy, Birdman, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, The Lego Movie, and John Wick. For a complete list to reminisce, visit letterboxd.com. At the 2014 Academy Awards, 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture. And one interesting note before we get too far into the making of November 5th is an odd time for Christopher Nolan to release a movie, since he had been releasing consistently in July and before that June. Only his very early films didn't have those release dates. So nevertheless, November is an odd month for Nolan. Surprisingly, Interstellar isn't an original concept from the mind of Christopher Nolan, which I thought it was until I did the research for this film. In fact, Nolan was one of the last components to be brought onto the project. The idea for Interstellar was conceived by theoretical physicist Kip Thorne. When Linda Obst was making the sci-fi film Contact, the two met and they both conceived of an idea based on Thorne's work. Obst got Paramount Pictures on board, and from there their obvious choice was Steven Spielberg, whose company DreamWorks currently had distribution rights with Paramount. In early 2007, yes, before The Dark Knight even released, Jonathan Nolan was brought on board to pen the screenplay. Alas, Spielberg left Paramount for the Walt Disney Company, thereby leaving the project without a director. Jonathan Nolan's obvious suggestion was to recommend his brother, Chris. By 2013, Christopher Nolan had come on board to not only direct, but also co-write the screenplay. While all of these negotiations played out, Nolan had become the darling of Warner Brothers, with not only his Batman films, but his other independent properties and adaptions, garnering the studio 19 Oscar nominations, 6 wins, oh, and a total worldwide gross of over $3 billion. It comes as no surprise, then, that Warner Brothers cut a deal with Paramount and Legendary to produce and reap some of the profits from this film. While casting the film, Nolan brought back old friends, such as Michael Caine and Anne Hathaway, but he also brought on two new powerhouse actors to his oeuvre of films, Matthew McConaughey and Jessica Chastain, and a secret star that is revealed late in the film. Of course, while shooting the movie, he used IMAX 70mm film, this time mounted inside the nose cone of a Learjet, and 35mm film. Most of Nolan's standard crew returned, including production designer Nathan Crowley, editor Lee Smith, and composer Hans Zimmer. The notable exception is director of photography Wally Feister. At the time of Interstellar's production, Feister decided to step into the director's chair to helm his first film, a hopeful sci-fi hit starring Johnny Depp and Morgan Freeman, Transcendence. I should note Nolan acted as producer on the film. 
Unfortunately, the film was a flop. Behind the camera this time is Hoyt Van Hoytima. In order to guard the secrecy of the movie, no one filmed under the fake title Flora's Letter, Flora being one of his four children. He also cited a number of inspirations, such as Fritz Lang's Metropolis, which Alan and I just reviewed, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which we do have a video explaining that film on the YouTube channel, Blade Runner, of course we've reviewed it, Star Wars, Aliens, The Mirror, The Right Stuff, and interestingly, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which Alan and I have also reviewed. At one point in production, Nolan, who always strives for realism, made the surprising decision to have a character travel faster than the speed of light. That is until he was talked out of it by Kip Thorne. A few months after release, at the 2015 Academy Awards, Interstellar received four nominations and one win. Across Nolan's nine films, this puts the total number of nominations at 25 with seven wins. Interstellar did win for Best Visual Effects, but the Grand Budapest Hotel beat this out for production design and original score. Interestingly, Alexander Desplat, the winner, was also nominated for The Imitation Game. Whiplash won out for sound mixing, and American Sniper won out for sound editing. Today, the film is considered the 30th greatest film of all time on the IMDb Top 250, according to the users of IMDb, with an astounding 8.6 rating. It began its debut year at number 15, and for six years has stayed around the 30s. The film also holds a 74 Metascore and a surprisingly low Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 72% certified fresh, making this Nolan's lowest rated film by critics. Rotten Tomatoes audiences gave the film an 85% approval, whereas audiences straight out of the theater, according to CinemaScore, handed out a B+. This may be due to the fact that this is Nolan's longest film to date, at a gargantuan runtime of 2 hours and 48 minutes. Factoring in previews, this was well over a three-hour experience. The film had a $165 million budget and grossed $188 million domestically, $489 million in the foreign markets for a worldwide total of $677 million. It is surprising to see how little profit this made here in the U.S. Shockingly, it did come in at number two opening weekend grossing a tepid $47.5 million in over 3,500 theaters, making this a first for Nolan. The last time his film came in below number one was back in 2002, when Insomnia came in at number three. Opening that weekend was Disney's Big Hero 6, which came in at number one, Interstellar number two, Gone Girl three, Ouija four, and rounding out the five was Fury. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the making of and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide for Interstellar, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we explore Dunkirk, Nolan's final film before Tenant.
Hey listeners, it's Corbin. Don't forget to check out the exciting links in the description below that will connect you with more great movie reviews for your listening pleasure and our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter page. And of course, our official website where you can read great articles and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you want exclusive bonus content such as extra movie reviews, movie commentaries, and our thoughts on the latest movie news and trailers, plus more, then check out our Patreon page. It's a great way to help keep this show free, and it gives you great content that's yours to keep. All of that and more is found in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe whether you're on YouTube, Apple, Google, or Stitcher, or your favorite podcast service. And while you're at it, please leave us a five-star review so other movie lovers can more easily find our podcast. We love talking about movies, and we love talking about them with you. So don't forget to share with your friends and family, and we'll see you next week, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide. Okay, let's do it. Sorry, Alan. (laughs) Hopefully you don't have headphones on and it didn't spike the mic, but whatever. Okay, we're going for it. Hi, this is your host. No, don't like that.